You may know you're listening to this show along the Marketing Podcast Network, but did you know there are other great shows on MPN to help your business? Nick Westergaard hosts a great podcast called On Brand. Nick, tell us what these fine folks will get out of listening. On Brand features my conversations with smart marketers and agency professionals, as well as those working for innovative brands like Adobe, Ben & Jerry's, MasterCard, Salesforce, and more. Tune in and you'll learn how to tell stronger stories and build better brands. Amazing. Where can people subscribe. You can go to onbrandpodcast.com, find the show at marketingpodcast.net, or search for On Brand with Nick Westergaard wherever you get your podcasts. That's two A's in Westergaard. You heard him. Go subscribe. Hey, everyone. You're listening to another episode of the All Things Private Practice Podcast. I'm your host, Patrick Cassell. I'm joined by two amazing guests today, Catherine Esper, the founder of the Teletherapist Network, predominantly found on Instagram, really amazing resource. She's been on the podcast before, singing her praises all the time, Catherine, because what you've created is amazing. Um, also a clinical psychologist and a co-host of Am I a Bad Therapist podcast. And then Ali Joy, who is an LPC and also a certified art therapist and the other co-host of the Am I a Bad Therapist podcast, which I had the honor of being on a couple weeks ago. And I'm really happy to have you both on here. And I think I maybe didn't mess it up, but I maybe did. Thanks, Patrick. No, all good. Yeah, sounds good. Thank you for having us. Yeah, you're welcome. So today we are going to talk about just being entrepreneurial, mental health professionals, and also how to set boundaries in your businesses and with your personal lives. Because I think the two really blend together so often, especially when you're in creation mode, especially when you're making pushes and launches and really trying to figure out a way to monetize your creation. So Catherine and Allie both have a lot going on. And tell me a little bit about kind of how you two have come together, created your podcast, and then we'll kind of get into everything else. Well, we have a very funny origin story that we always share. Um, so Catherine and I met through the Teletherapist Network, also rebranding into the Therapist Network. Um, Thank Of course. So we had met there initially because I had wanted to offer like a masterclass, a seminar, and we kind of got to know each other. And I actually had a dream that we started a podcast. I didn't really know Catherine beyond our like more casual um, emails probably. Yeah. Yeah. And I just sent her a message and I was like, hey, I had this dream. What are your thoughts about starting a podcast? And that's literally how we got there. And I'm all about that kind of stuff. Anything that feels aligned or dreamy to me, I am running towards. So as soon as I got that message, I was like, yes, I've tried to start a podcast in the past and it didn't work out. And it probably didn't work out because you weren't here yet. So we uh, we kind of had this serendipitous, I guess, formation. Um, and I don't know, we, we started the creation process. So how's that journey? in so far with becoming co-hosts and obviously it sounds like becoming business partners in terms of like, hey, this feels really aligned for us because I've done episodes before with partnerships like Kate and Katie from the private practice startup came on and we talked about the, uh, the, the struggle areas of partnerships, not so much the really enjoyable areas of partnerships because I think that also gets overlooked. So how's that been going so far? Yeah, I feel like it I like does how you're really... both pausing to like look at each other to be like, who takes this question? We're yeah. used to podcasting. <laughs> yeah. So we always try to do our like nonverbal cues, of course, as therapists. Um, but I feel like it actually ties back really well to our topic of boundaries because I think Catherine and I, at least I feel this way, I feel like we have worked hard to 
communicate our boundaries to each other. And I think to modify them as we go, because we, and even we've talked about recently, like it's easy to get into that flow, right. Or kind of like have things going on autopilot, which can be good in some points, but then also we, I think have realized the importance of continuing to make sure we're on the same page that we're really meeting each other's boundaries that we're feeling good with things. So I think for me, just that transparency of communication, even though it makes me uncomfortable, like just not with Catherine, but just in general, it can be hard, right? To say like, hey, how are our boundaries doing? I think that's for me been really, really helpful in our whole journey of the podcast. Yeah, and to further that, I think that our boundaries, just with any person and any relationship, they've changed over the past two and a half years we've created the podcast. And two and a half years, two years, it's been a while. Uh, almost I, almost two years. Almost two years. Feels longer, geez. Um, but yeah, our boundaries change. Like we've been, Allie and I have both been through different seasons of life over the past two years as anyone would be. And, you know, it's it's a different type of boundary when you have a business partnership because you do have to respect those life boundaries and they do come into the business. And so it's been a learning experience, I think, for both of us in terms of checking in and recognizing that they're going to change and they're going to change for one of us and maybe not the other or both of us at the same time. And it's a constant state of flow with our boundaries. And it, it's, yeah, it's been it's been a journey. A personal journey too, because it makes you reflect on your own boundaries and what works and doesn't work for you. Yeah, that's really well said. I think that we're constantly reevaluating those things. And when they're starting to bleed over, it can start to build resentment and frustration in partnerships. And it's good to be able to be really clear and transparent um, initially. And, and right off the bat, I can relate in that way where I have a podcast that I co-host and I also have a business partnership where I host my retreats and it's been really important to just be really clear upfront about these are the hours I probably am going to work. This is how I best communicate. This is how I best receive feedback, et cetera. And I think you have to have those conversations and so many people shy away from them because it's like, this feels really uncomfortable. And this even bleeds over into, we're not talking about partnerships and businesses. We're talking about like just business in general and being a therapist and owning a practice. Like, I know how easy it is to see the email come in at 7 p.m. and be like, ooh, I could answer that. I could answer that in like a minute. But mm -hmm. I think it's just so important to set up consistency for yourself to have that like switch that you can flip when you're done with work, you're done with work because it's so easy to like really just get sucked into being working all the time, especially as remote like online telehealth providers and business owners. It's really easy to say like, I can just go upstairs to my office and turn the computer on. It's not that hard. Allie, this reminds me of your laptop. Yes, this is very relevant. Um, it was actually, I think, about a year ago now where I felt that exact way of like, I kind of had like a mini breakdown over where I felt like I was working all the time. And I felt like the only things I talked about in my personal and professional life related back to either therapy or my business. And I felt very like almost isolated and lonely and exhausted. And so I was like, oh my gosh, I need to like pull back and reestablish my boundaries, like what I want my life to look like. And like Catherine mentioned, I had a laptop that I've always worked on and I had my setup in my office, but I would find myself having it on my lap on the couch every night. Like after dinner, if I was hanging out with my husband, we'd like put something on almost every night I would pull it out and end up just doing something. 
And I realized for me, that was not great. And I, with my self-control, I was like, okay, laptop's got to go. And Catherine and her husband, actually, we talked a lot about it. And uh, Cisco gave me the push. I ended up getting like a full desktop set up. I got a Mac mini. Uh, that article, Catherine, really pushed me to get it. And it worked out so well for me because now I have to consciously make the choice to go into my office. I can't just have the laptop sitting, you know, in my living room. And for me, that has been a huge help. It like forces me because again, coming into my office and sitting down like those like 10 steps makes me think and I'm like, what am I doing? I don't want to be doing this right now. It's late or whatever it is. So for me, that was a really big, helpful transition. Um, And then also with Catherine at that stage, I, I think I had said like, I'm changing, like I'm turning my phone off, like all every platform. So like after this time, I can't go on. I remember the first time I answered answered an email in the morning, Catherine was like celebrating it. She's like, I'm so happy you answered this in the morning, not at night. I love that. Yeah. I, I And Allie, that your journey, because Allie went through that last year and that was a really good model just to witness because I then this year, really was purposeful about scheduling time off and being thoughtful around my boundaries of emotional work. So as a mom to two, I think I was not giving myself respect or setting internal boundaries around the emotional work of being a parent and a therapist. And so getting really clear, I was clear, I had hours, I knew my work hour boundaries, I knew email boundaries, I was very good with the the concrete boundaries, but that emotional labor, that drain that I didn't have anything left over for myself at the end of the day, that was my boundary struggle this year. And so watching Allie go through the time and the laptop really gave me, it really helped me think more critically about where I was struggling and how I could set myself up better for boundaries around work. And I, I think, I don't know if I would have gotten there without Allie going through that. And I think that's a, you know, unseen or not recognized benefit of business partnerships. You have an inspiration right next to you going through a parallel journey. I love that too. And for Allie's sake, I think the intentionality behind buying a desktop and then have to be very strategic in how you use it, right? You have to actually think about it. It's no more like mindless just have a laptop attached to you all the time because it becomes like this extension of you in a way because you're just like, it's so easy to just turn it on, open it up, be on, on it, working, whatever. And I, I think that is so intentional to just say like, well, if I want to be on it, I have to actually think about going and starting it up or sitting down at the, at the actual desktop. Actually, I haven't seen a desktop in like over a decade, by the way. So that's that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, it was an interesting setup. It was it felt weird because like we say, like every, I'm used to we're used to being so portable of like, yeah, sometimes sure, I would love to have a laptop and maybe go like, I don't know, go work at Starbucks or something. But again, it makes me be so much more intentional. Um, and it worked out really well, but it felt so strange. Even like the mini like nuances of setting up, even like podcasting of like not on a laptop, all of these things. It's uh it's funny how used to like you're saying, this extension of ourselves, I think we can have sometimes. And it also allows for like a very literal transition point from like when I get up from this setting, I'm no longer working on in, in mm-hmm. this uh, in this capacity. So I really like that. Um, Catherine, you mentioned having to create techniques, strategies, or, or ways to have emotional boundaries. So can you tell us a little bit about like- I said that really? Kind yeah. of- put into place in order to be able to better recharge and be the best version of you. 
for me, I'm pretty good with boundaries when I'm able to recognize I need them. So for me, it was the awareness. Um, once I'm able to clearly sit down and identify the problem, I really like getting to root cause and working through it. So that, that wasn't a problem. I think I was just on what Ali mentioned earlier. It was like autopilot. I was on autopilot of just giving, 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 um, and not recognizing that boundaries are not just around time and production and hours. They're around you and your emotional and your creativity and your energy and who you are. So for me, it was the awareness. And then from there, I just put up really concrete boundaries around work, around texting, similar to what Ali said, like putting some phone limitations on, changing some settings, putting on what's it called screen time, things like that have helped me really preserve my energy for those around me, which is what I want to do. I love that. That, that also seems like there's a lot of intentionality once you have the awareness of where you need to be intentional. And mm-hmm. for those three of us, we all have different ventures. We've created different things after the last couple of years, as so many people have during this like COVID era. I don't know what we're going to call it in five years, but I think that a lot of us have spent a lot of time in creation mode because we didn't have a lot else to do. And we were like, oh, we're in our houses and we can just be working from anywhere. And that frees up commute time and everything else. And I want to transition into that. So in you know, boundary setting is definitely the foundation for all these creations and ventures to run optimally. Because without the boundaries in place, that's where things start to bleed over. That's where you know, burnout starts to really build up. That's where we start to see irritation and frustration and, and even depression. So tell me about what y'all are doing because this podcast is really meant to inspire people as well as talk about the hard times and validate them and normalize them. But y'all have created a lot. And I think it's really important for mental health professionals who are just starting out to know that the world is much bigger than just one-on-one 60-minute increments of time. Oh, that's a big one. Where to start? Yeah. Well, I can say something I've learned from Catherine actually in this partnership is Catherine is amazing at automations and workflows. And it has inspired me so much outside of our podcast because I learned so much from Catherine and these amazing skills she has because I think it helped me recognize. And we've talked about this in other ways too with the podcast of like the slow drain of like the little tasks in the moment, it's not that big, but when everything kind of adds up and you look back on it, it's like, oh, well, I only did a couple of little things, but they can really add up. So seeing Catherine's skill at automating things and really putting these workflows into place has not only made, I think, really the podcast possible. I can't imagine it without all of that foundation work that Catherine did, but also I've translated that and tried to really utilize it in my other businesses that I have. And so that has been a huge inspiration for me. And I think like like we talked about that awareness piece, like really recognizing that all those little things add up. And if you can make it, do it step, you make it automated. If you can set yourself up, have a better workflow. And really, I think too, for us, like reanalyzing our workflows has been important of like, okay, we've been doing this for a while. Is it actually working? Can we change it? Can we make it easier? Like, where mm-hmm. is it getting stuck? And I think, again, that's helped us so much in the podcast. And I notice myself in so many other areas of my life using that. And it makes it feel possible to have all those things running, like, hopefully concurrently. 
You may know you're listening to this show along the Marketing Podcast Network, but did you know there are other great shows on MPN to help your business? Nick Westergaard hosts a great podcast called On Brand. Nick, tell us what these fine folks will get out of listening. On Brand features my conversations with smart marketers and agency professionals, as well as those working for innovative brands like Adobe, Ben & Jerry's, MasterCard, Salesforce, and more. Tune in and you'll learn how to tell stronger stories and build better brands. Amazing. Where can people subscribe. You can go to onbrandpodcast.com, find the show at marketingpodcast.net, or search for On Brand with Nick Westergaard wherever you get your podcasts. That's two A's in Westergaard. You heard him. Go subscribe. And now, pause for a word from our sponsors. Most of you who are listening are probably private or group practice owners. I know how important it is to save money in your business, and I also know how important it is to have live, quality, responsive customer service. That's why we switched our entire group practice from a well-known EHR to Therapy Notes last year. If you're coming from another EHR, Therapy Notes makes the transition incredibly easy, importing your demographic data free of charge so you can get going right away. Try Therapy Notes, the number one rated electronic health record system available today. With live telephone support seven days a week, it's clear why Therapy Notes is rated 4.9 out of 5 stars on Trustpilot.com and Google. Find out what more than 100,000 mental health professionals already know and try Therapy Notes for two months absolutely free. Just go to therapynotes.com and enter promo code ATPP. They also have e-prescription software available and included, meaning that you do not have to have separate platforms for your medical billers and your medication management team. This is incredibly helpful and it makes sure that everything feels streamlined. Go to therapynotes.com and enter promo code ATPP. And to reflect on the process of like how we have both grown from each other, burnout's really dangerous because it makes you are isolated, you feel isolated. And the only one of the best ways, one of the solutions is to not be isolated. So it's it's like you feel stuck. You have to keep on this hamster wheel of isolation or else you're going to, I don't know, the feared outcome happens. And it's it's really about connection and seeing other people and getting inspired by other people. And I think that I think Allie and I, I think, are hopefully doing a good job showing that we are we're very similar in some ways, but we're also really different. And we really celebrate how what we each bring to the table and le- try and learn from each other. Like, I know that I you know, we have different skill sets and that one of us is stronger than the other in certain areas. But it's really fun to help the other one try and learn alongside each other. And that. That to me is what is the remedy to burnout. It's connection. Yeah. And that's what I was so impressed with when you and I first connected a couple of years ago when I was taking a look at what you've created, because I was like, wow, this is, this is truly a way to combat isolation is if you have easy access to connection with people who are experiencing similar day-to-day life experiences or professional struggles. And I think that is so helpful in validating and normalizing because in this profession, it can be so isolating. You can feel so siloed and you can go through your day without talking to another human being, um, who maybe is not a client. And that can feel so depleting and you need to have that recharge period and that place where you can connect and just have support and, and walk alongside each other. I also think, you know, Ali made a good point about optimization and workflow because I think maybe it's just because so many mental health professionals who become business owners didn't have any business training, probably more so than most entrepreneurial professions and, and areas. 
is that it's like drinking out of a fire hose a lot of the time. Like I think most people's days are just like, just mm -hmm. chaos where it's just like, okay, I do this, then I do this, and then I do this, and then simultaneously I answer this request. And all of a sudden, like you said, the little things become big things. The little things become problem areas because that's when your executive functioning takes a hit. That's where your responsivity takes a hit. That's where like your ability to regulate your nervous system really takes a hit. And all of a sudden you're like, I have created this business that I thought was going to bring me joy and excitement and freedom. And instead I feel trapped or I feel like I've dug I've dug I've dug myself this hole that I have a really hard time of getting out of. I think I think one of the things that's most missed um, when we think about designing our businesses is that our experience in the business is going to be reflected in the outcome. So if we are scattered, anxious, nervous, terrified, um, uh, uh, safe, feeling loved, feeling supported, those are all going to translate not only into the business culture, if you have employees, but it's also going to translate into your product and what you're delivering, the service or product you're delivering. So that's one thing Allie and I were really strategic. Maybe it was my pushing, but I wanted to be really strategic about when coming up with the podcast is we really sat down and outlined systems. And to me, systems is the foundation for culture of whatever you're building. And so we really sat down and thought about what's the workflow? What's the you know listener experience going to be like? What's the guest experience going to be like? How can we make this a good experience for us? Which I think is the most important thing when building a business. If you can't enjoy running it, you can't, you, what are you doing? So, I mean, when you say that, I nod, but Patrick, I can't relate to that because I, I've really tried and yes, I've missed the mark in periods of my life, but from day one and almost everything I've built, I've really tried to put my enjoyment of it at the forefront, maybe not always the forefront, but up there. It's really interesting when you say I've tried, I'm nodding, but I can't relate. I don't, I don't want to say that you're probably in the minority, but you might be in the minority in some degrees. Like. I That's see fine. so many people, no, and I'm happy for you for that. Um, I just see so many people who have tried, but just didn't have the systems in place or really underestimated the importance of the systems. I think, and I agree with you, I think systems are foundational. So I think that like, that's just how my brain works. So I go into everything, trying to be very proactive and think about all of the outcomes sometimes to a detriment. Um, but I, I just see like, even in my Facebook group, we have 10,000 therapists now, like we have a lot of members and there are, there's just a lot of chaos um, upon startup because I think again, coming back to grad school for the most part, didn't really talk to you about owning a small business and the mental health career path. And it's really a shame because as the three of us sit here, like we can, we can really easily say to the world, like there's so much we can do with the skill sets that we have. And there's a really a lot that we can offer if you learn how to be strategic, if you learn how to follow that passion and align it and make sure that it feels like everything feels really consistent for you. And I think that's that's really the epitome of what you're saying too. I feel like it was really helpful too, like when we started, because I think it's easy in any business or anything you're starting, when you have that fire, like that creative energy, like you're so excited, you want to run, you want to get it going, right? Like you want to get to that, just like, I want to do it. 
But I think something with the podcast and that I have definitely tried to do in my own businesses. And again, I feel so inspired by Catherine and her background with her MBA and everything. Like we took our time. We sat down and like went through, like Catherine was saying, these systems. We talked about things. We had a long, long document we were working from. We met multiple, months. multiple times. We spent months, months planning the yeah. start of our podcast. And I feel like that helped our success and our journey so much because it's, you know, people start podcasts and you go for it. And that can be great. But I think for us and reflecting on our journey of like just really being so intentional taking your time and setting it up. And like Catherine's saying, trying to set yourself up for success and enjoyment, I think made a really big difference. And even in other businesses that I have some things I've like projects that kind of, you know, came up through something else. But I do notice the ones that I didn't spend that time on, like taking my time and setting it up. Now later, I'm like, oh my gosh, now I have to go back and do all of these different things because I hit the ground running and I was so excited but now it's not operating well. So I think again, reflecting, especially our podcast journey, that yeah. time that we took, like we were, we were so ready. We were so excited and that still carried through that. But I really just think that set us up to like really launch with such a strong like foundation to it, really clear message and ideas. Like our sound setup, I think was really great. And all of those things makes such a big difference. That's, that's really important. That's a great message for everyone listening is, is just that intentionality intentionality can't talk today um and i think that shows in the work that you're putting out there and the product that you're delivering and it is easy right like to hit the ground running and be really excited and to have those like that rush of ideas and to really follow that and i think that can be great but i also do think there's a, another side to that right like where you follow that and really get into it and then all of a sudden your batteries start to fade away because you're so invested in it or you just don't see you don't take that like zoom out perspective to take a look at everything. And I, I think that's great advice to really strategize, to really get intentional, to really be specific, get your steps out, get your processes out. And that goes not just for private practice setup. That's for podcasting, a coaching program that you want to launch, an event that you want to host. Like that's what I see a lot of people struggle with is giving themselves the runway to have everything set up and in place, opposed to just being like, all right, I'm interested. I'm going for it. And then all of a sudden it's like, well, why didn't it sell? Mm -hmm. So with that being said, you know, y'all have created the podcast. It's obviously very successful. You've been doing it for almost over two years. It sounds, that's pretty incredible because it's another area where I think the average length of like podcast is less than six months because consistency is key. Can you speak to mm -hmm. that as a partnership and, and how that works for both of you? That was something we actually talked about during our planning phase. And that was we recognize that we need to continue to put what we create out into the world and we need to do it consistently and consistently for a long time. And I think both of us had that awareness going into it, right, Ellie? Oh, yeah, definitely. I think it's interesting too thinking about different media types, right? Like my husband is very into, he's like a musician. He does a lot of sound production and things. And I feel like that has helped me grow my awareness because in a world where things go viral so quickly, it feels like everything is so fast paced. Like you can have that like great start sometimes, but also thinking about like certain medias, like podcasting and different things like growing on YouTube, like those can often be a lot like slower grow, but with that consistency over time, it really can be worth it and get you there. So even if, you know, the first couple episodes or things like that aren't, you know, having thousands of downloads, it doesn't mean that it's not going to work. You just really need to have that consistent push. I agree. And that's one thing I've seen, Catherine, with you and your Instagram. 
um, development and your following because you've always been very consistent with how you've shown up. And I think that makes a huge difference in terms of not just building following, but the no like and trust factor in knowing like Catherine's going to be consistent. She's going to show up. This is, this is who she is. This is what she believes in. This is her business model. This is her idea. I think that really makes a big difference from the people who maybe start out. They're really excited and that it doesn't go well right away. And then all of a sudden it kind of fades away. I would also have to say systems are boundaries (laughs) in organizations. And these boundaries help. So boundaries are systems. These boundaries, these systems help you stay consistent. So we had an out, we knew what our weeks and months were going to look like with the podcast. We knew what it looked like to stay consistent. And we designed the organization or the, the podcast organization, sorry, org terms coming up um, around how we could stay consistent. That's kind of where the sweet spot is around enjoyment of this creative process is getting it really clear on where that, where those systems, where those processes, boundaries are in place so that you can continue to enjoy it. You can continue to not resent it when it comes up on your calendar, right? And I think we've both had phases, you know, me most recently where I was strapped for time and I was not feeling energized about the podcast, right? And that's where we had to sit down and talk about new systems and new boundaries. It's that, you know, it's it's a living organization. I love that. I actually love that quote of that systems are boundaries. I think that's really, really important. Do you know Katie Lemieux from the private practice startup? No, I've heard yes. Okay. She is, she's a good friend and she loves systems. She could talk about it all day until I, my eyes glaze over. But all I'm saying is like, she's right. And she, when she talks about it, there's this passion there. And I think it's just such an important piece of anything business related and entrepreneurial related to really get this stuff down. And to really figure out, like you just said, there are going to be phases and seasons of life. And then you just reevaluate, but at least you have the foundation in place to go back to and anchor into so that you can reevaluate, you can tweak, you can edit, and then you can can improve your processes along the way. I will say I love having a partnership, I think, too, like... It's so nice to be able to have like the energy from somebody else of like Catherine said, we've gone through different phases in life. We've had things going on in our personal lives, our energy, motivation, it fluctuates. That's life. And I think I feel like at least hopefully Catherine, I hope you feel this way of like, I feel like we can do a great job of like lifting each other up when we need it, meeting each other at like where we're at when we need it. Um, And I think too, like for me, I have the brain that's like, very excited. I want to do all the things like I have a little bit of a chaotic energy to me, but I think we balance each other out great. Cause whereas I'm like, I have to do, we have to do this every single day. And Catherine's like, but And I feel like we do a good job. At least I think of like pulling each other back as well of like recognizing when you're just like on this high of excitement and creative energy versus like what you actually need to do. And I love that Catherine can pull me back when I need it. Like, cause I definitely am the type of person that needs that. You pulled me back. We have moments. We both have our inspired moments. We both have our inspired moments. And that, yeah, the partnership also just to reflect, I don't think one of us could have created this on our own. Like it would have been a totally different podcast without the other one. And that's the, that's the beauty. That's the magic of it, I think. And, and also like our businesses outside of the podcast would look differently had we not done this podcast, which is kind of cool to think about too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I completely agree. Sounds like it's been a really cool journey these last couple of years, and I'm really excited to see what comes next for y'all that you kind of alluded to already. So um, any last minute advice for anyone listening or anything you want to leave people with? Do it scared. I like that. Do it scared, but set yourself up to do it well. 
<laughs> it might be the See, we balanced. That was great. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Yeah. My motto has become doubt yourself, do it anyway, which is obviously in alignment with do it scared. I agree and endorse that wholeheartedly. So really, really love that. And you two obviously balance each other out really well. So congrats on all the successes. And Ali, I know you're going to take the lead on sharing where people can find more of what y'all have to offer. Yeah, we thought to make it easy, you can find a lot of uh, information about us and all the things we do on our podcast website. So everyone can head over to abadtherapist.com, can listen to the podcast, see all the things, but also see our personal about us, all that. So I feel like that's a nice, concise place people can, instead of uh, tons of social handles. <laughs> and we will include all of the social handles and show notes too, and the website link as well, so that everyone has easy access to all of that information. Just want to thank you both to make for making the time and coming on today and sharing some of your story. Patrick, is thank great. you for having us. Hey everyone listening to the All Things Private Practice Podcast. New episodes are out every single Saturday on all major platforms and YouTube. Like, download, subscribe, and share. Tell yourself, do it anyway. See you next week. You may know you're listening to this show along the Marketing Podcast Network, but did you know there are other great shows on MPN to help your business? Nick Westergaard hosts a great podcast called On Brand. Nick, tell us what these fine folks will get out of listening. On Brand features my conversations with smart marketers and agency professionals, as well as those working for innovative brands like Adobe, Ben & Jerry's, MasterCard, Salesforce, and more. Tune in and you'll learn how to tell stronger stories and build better brands. Amazing. Where can people subscribe. You can go to onbrandpodcast.com, find the show at marketingpodcast.net, or search for On Brand with Nick Westergaard wherever you get your podcasts. That's two A's in Westergaard. You heard him. Go subscribe. This podcast is heard along the Marketing Podcast Network. For more great marketing podcasts, visit marketingpodcasts.net.